This morning, our journey through Mark takes us back to the city of Capernaum, where Jesus forgives and heals a man who is paralyzed. The, the story is found in Mark 2, verses 1 through 12. Let me, let me read it for you. It says, A few days later, when Jesus entered in Capernaum, the, the people heard that he had come home. So many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus, and after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sin but God alone? Immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to the paralytic? Your sins are forgiven or to say, Get up, take your mat, and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Let's take a moment and pray. Dear Father, I thank you for the opportunity that I have to share this message this morning. And God, I pray that you'll speak through me to each of us. And I pray that our hearts and our ears will be open to the truths that, that we learn. And more importantly, I pray that you'll help us to apply the truths to our lives. God, we thank you for your forgiveness. And I pray that your forgiveness will be glorified in these moments. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Today's story takes place in Capernaum, which was where Jesus did more miracles than any other place. I mean, already in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus has cast out a demon from a man in a synagogue. He's healed Simon Peter's mother-in-law from a high fever. He spent an evening in town healing many sick and casting out many demons. And here in Capernaum, he forgives and heals a paralyzed man. Plus, there will be many more miracles that Jesus would do in Capernaum in the months and years ahead. So you would have expected that there would have been many from this city who would have believed in Jesus. But sadly, that is not the case. Sure, they were amazed with the authority of Jesus' teaching. They were amazed at his power to heal the sick and cast out demons. On this day, it says that they were amazed and praised God for what happened to the man who was paralyzed. However, notice it doesn't say that they believed in him or followed him or worshipped him. As a matter of fact, later in Jesus' ministry, he would actually condemn the people of Capernaum for their lack of faith in him. 
Look, look at Matthew eleven twenty three and 24. Here's what he said. And you people of Capernaum, will you be honored in heaven? No. <laughs> you will go down to the place of the dead. For if the miracles I did for you had been done in, in wicked Sodom, it would still be here today. I tell you, even Sodom would be, will be better off on judgment than you. Somehow most of the people in Capernaum didn't recognize who Jesus was. They, they, didn't, uh, they, they didn't know why he had come, and they didn't know what he wanted to do for them. Oh, they may have been amazed at his power, but most of them never experienced his power in their lives. They never experienced his power of forgiveness. But it wasn't because Jesus didn't try. Notice how this morning's story begins, Mark 2, verses 1 and 2. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the, the people heard that he had come home. So many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Jesus in his home in Capernaum, possibly the family home of Peter and Andrew. And there are so many people gathered in the house that there's no room left on the inside, and there's no room left on the outside where people could hear and see what was going on inside. And Jesus was preaching the word to the crowd. He is telling about the kingdom, that it's here. A kingdom of love and mercy, a kingdom of grace and forgiveness. And Jesus wants them to be part of God's kingdom by turning from their sins, turning from their wrongs, and believing in the gospel. That was his message that day at Capernaum. And I believe that that's his message to us today. See, Jesus wanted them to experience the power of forgiveness in their lives. And he wants us, each of us, to experience his power of forgiveness in our lives. As I studied this story this week, I, I, I found three important lessons. Three important lessons about Jesus' forgiveness and our faith. The, the first lesson, Jesus forgives on the basis of our faith in him. We pick up the story, Mark 2, verses 3 through 5. Some men came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus, and after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on, and when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. These men obviously believed that Jesus could heal their paralyzed friend. And so four of them carry him to this house, and when they get there, they, they can't get to where Jesus is at because there's so many people. And so they decide to go up on the roof, and they frantically began digging a hole in the roof right above Jesus that they might lower their friend down to him. A house in that day had a, had a flat roof, 
with access to the roof by an outside stairway or ladder. The roof was usually made of wooden beams with thatch of straw or palm leaves mixed with dirt to keep the rain out. I mean, just picture these four friends, they're digging their way through the thatch and dirt until they have a hole big enough to lower their friends. They seem unconcerned about all the damage that they're doing to the roof. And unconcerned about all the dirt that they're showering down on everyone below. Their only concern was getting their paralyzed friend down to Jesus so that he might heal him. And when Jesus sees them and their faith, he says to the man, Son, your sins are forgiven. That is not what anyone expected. Not the man, not his friends, and certainly not the crowd. They expected Jesus to say something like, Son, you are healed. But the man needed forgiveness more than he needed healing. And so Jesus forgives him of his sin because of the faith that he saw in him and his friends. Faith that he put in Jesus. And faith in Jesus always results in the forgiveness of sin and salvation. I mean, that was true for this paralyzed man, but it is also true for us. The Bible is clear that we are not forgiven because of the good things that we do. We are forgiven because of the faith that we put in Jesus. The Apostle Paul makes that very point in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. It says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. We can't earn the Lord's forgiveness by doing all kinds of good things. Jesus gives us forgiveness on the basis of our faith in Him. However, we show him that we have a genuine faith by the faith-filled things that we do. I mean, this paralyzed man and his friends showed their faith, they had genuine faith, by the faithful things that they did. Believing in their hearts that Jesus could heal and doing everything they could to get to Jesus. In the same way we show the Lord, that we have a genuine faith in Him by the faith-filled things that we do, trusting Him with our lives, following Him and His Word, worshiping Him with all that we have. Our faith has to do with more than just gathering to hear Jesus' message, more than just being amazed at what Jesus taught and did, More than just praising God for our blessing, our faith needs to be life-changing. I mean, it was for the paralyzed man, and it needs to be for us. Jesus forgives on the basis of our faith in Him. Our life-changing faith in Him. That was the first lesson I found about God's forgiveness and our faith. The second lesson, Jesus knows the status of our faith in him. I mean, Jesus obviously knew that this paralyzed man had a genuine faith. He saw it in the attitudes of the man's heart 
and in the action of the man's life. But he did not see any genuine faith among the teachers of the law who were there that day in the house. Look at Mark 2, 6-8. through 8. Now, now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like this? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sin but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said, why are you thinking these things? You know, in some way, this is kind of scary. I mean, Jesus knew what these Jewish teachers were thinking. He knew what they were saying to, saying to themselves. That means that Jesus knows what we're thinking. He knows what, what we're saying to ourselves. He can see what no one else can see in our hearts and our minds. And these teachers are thinking that what Jesus has just done is blasphemy. I mean, he's claiming to be God. He has just told this man that he is forgiven, and only God himself can forgive. And people, they would be right. They would be right if you and I told someone that they are forgiven. But this isn't anyone. I mean, it's Jesus. I mean, he is God, and he can forgive sins. The problem is these Jewish people, these Jewish leaders... Didn't believe that. And to be honest with you, the crowd in the house didn't believe that. They knew that Jesus was from God because he couldn't do the miraculous things that he was doing except if he was from God. But they weren't ready to believe that Jesus was God. I wonder what the paralyzed man was thinking as he laid there on that mat he had just been told by Jesus that he was forgiven. Now, is he really forgiven? I mean, is Jesus really God? Does he really have the power to forgive him? The man and his friends had placed their faith in Jesus, believing that he had the power to heal his paralysis. Now, does he have the power to forgive sin? Faith is only as good as the object of our faith. It was many years ago that I invested some money in a gold mine, believing that I could make some money. Instead, I lost some money. I, as a matter of fact, I lost it all. I had placed my faith in something that was not worthy of my faith. That day, the people in the house had to decide if Jesus was worthy of their faith. And today... We have to decide. We have to decide if Jesus is worthy of our faith. He is claiming here to have power to forgive sin. Did he have the power to forgive the man's sin or not? And does he have the power to forgive my sin or not? Is he God or not? That is what we have to decide. Is Jesus God or not. I believe this morning that he is God in the flesh. I believe that he died for my sins on the cross. I believe that because of my faith in him and his sacrifice, my sins have been convinced have been forgiven. 
And I'm convinced of that faith in my heart and mind, and hopefully I strive to live out that faith in my words and my actions. And it's my prayer, that's where you and your faith are at this morning, believing that Jesus was God in the flesh, believing that he died for your sins on the cross, knowing that you are forgiven because of the faith that you've put in Jesus and his sacrifice, being convinced your faith in Jesus, in your heart and mind, and striving to reflect that faith in your words and actions. But wherever you are at when it comes to faith, Jesus knows the status of your faith. He, he knows if you're like these Jewish teachers denying who Jesus is. He knows if you're like the crowd wondering about him. He knows if you're like the man ready to believe in him. He knows if you're where Jesus wants you to be, putting your total faith and trust in him. Jesus knows the status of our faith in him. That's the second lesson about his forgiveness in our faith. And then the third lesson, Jesus builds the strength of our faith in him. Jesus wants to build the faith of these teachers of the law, the, the faith of this paralyzed man, the, the faith of, of the crowd. Mark 2, verses 8 and 9. Immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this is what they were thinking in their hearts. And, and he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralytic? Your sins are forgiven are to say, get up, take your mat, and walk. You know, Jesus is always asking good questions. He, he wondered why these Jewish leaders were thinking as they were thinking. And so he asked this critical question, which is easier to say to the paralytic? I mean, your sins are forgiven are to say to the paralytic, get up, take your mat, and walk. In essence, Jesus was saying that these teachers are right in saying that God and God alone forgive sin. He's also telling them that they're right in challenging his claim that the man is forgiven. I mean, there's no visual evidence that any forgiveness has taken place. And so which is easier, he asked. To tell someone that they are forgiven with no evidence to support it, or to say to this paralyzed man to get up and walk using only the sound of your voice. I mean, it's obviously easier to say, man, your sins are forgiven. I mean, there's no way to verify that anything has happened. The harder thing to do is to tell a man to get up and walk because it will be clear in a moment whether that person has the divine authority to, to heal the man or not. And so notice what Jesus does, verses 10 through 12. But that you, know, that, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sin. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. 
This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Jesus wanted everyone inside and outside that house to know that He is God. And that He has the authority, while He's here on earth, to forgive sin. And so Jesus does the harder thing. He tells the paralyzed man to stand up, pick his mat, up his mat, and go home. And he gets up and picks up his mat and heads for home. I can only imagine this scene. This paralyzed man came into the house in a dramatic way, being lowered through, the, through a hole in the roof. And now he leaves the house as a healed man, again, in a dramatic way, walking out in clear view of everyone. He knows, and everyone else knows, that he has been healed. And most important, he knows as he lives, as he leaves the house, that he has been forgiven of his sins. That is exactly what Jesus wants all of us to know. He wants all of us to know that we are forgiven of our sins. Jesus had built the strength of this paralyzed man's faith. And He will build the strength of our faith if we will let Him do it. As we study through the rest of Mark, we will watch Jesus as He does more miracles. We will listen as He teaches more lessons. We will see as He shows more love. We will hear as He confronts more evil. We will gaze as He makes the greatest sacrifice. We will marvel as He rises from the dead. And in all of that, Jesus is building our faith. Again, He wants us to know that He is God. And He wants us to know that He has the power to forgive our sin. I wish that there was a happy ending to today's story, but note how it ends in verse number 12. It says, this amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. They were amazed and praised God for what had happened to the man who was paralyzed, but they didn't know. But they didn't know that their sins had been forgiven because they didn't believe in Him or follow Him or worship Him. And that is not how I want your life story to end. Not to know that your sins, your wrongs have been forgiven. Instead, I want you to know that Jesus is God and that He has the power to forgive your sins and more than that, He will forgive your sins. Three lessons about Jesus' forgiveness and our faith. Jesus forgives on the basis of our faith in Him. Jesus knows the status of our faith in Him and Jesus builds the strength of our faith in Him. And so that brings us to some practical applications. What what are we going to do? What are we going to do about this morning? Well, again, we need to be hearers of the Word, but we also need to be doers of the Word. Let me suggest three action steps. Number one, know that Jesus is God and has the power to forgive you and others. Let, Let Jesus build up your faith 
so that uh, you will know without hesitation that Jesus is God and that he has the power, the power that we see displayed in today's story to forgive our sins. Second, come to Jesus believing that he is God and he has the power to forgive you. I mean, Jesus wanted them to be a part of the kingdom. They wanted to know a kingdom of love and grace, a kingdom of forgiveness and mercy. And so Jesus invites us. And so we invite you to come to Jesus, to believe in him, and to know that your wrongs are forgiveness that they're totally washed away. A third action step is to bring others to Jesus, believing that He is God and has the power to forgive them. Four friends brought their paralyzed friend to Jesus because they believed that He would heal them. And we need to bring our friends to Jesus because we know that Jesus will forgive their, their sins. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you so very much for this story. And we thank you so much for your son, Jesus. And we thank you for revealing him as God. Because the miracles that he did. And God, we thank you so very much for the power that he had to heal then and the power that he has to heal us today. And Lord, we all need your healing power. We all need you to work in our lives. We all need you to cleanse us and make us whole. And so God, I pray that you will just work in us. God, for those of us who are already Christians, I pray that you, will, that you will lead us to invite others, that they too might know Jesus, and they might know his forgiving power. God, again, work in us, that you might work through us to make a difference in your name. And in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. We, we thank you so very much for listening this morning. We're glad that you join us each week, and, and we invite you to come and share with us in person. We, we believe that we can do that safely. We meet on Sunday mornings at 1030, and we also meet here on the radio. So either way, we, we want to share with you, and we want to minister to you. And So if there's some way that we can minister to you, we, we just invite you to call us on our, our church phone. It's 217-379-4443. Or, or again, you can contact us through our website, paxtonchurchofchrist.org. And we'll be glad to help you in any way that we can. Again, we, we praise God for His goodness and His grace and His forgiveness. And we hope that you know His goodness and grace and forgiveness in, in, in your lives. You, you all have a good week, and we look forward uh, to sharing with you next Sunday.